Let's go ahead and take our Bible and turn to Psalm 103. And the text for the, serve, the message tonight is our memory verses for the month. So Psalm 103, and uh, we'll look here at verses 1 and 2 here once again. And we've, uh, we'll go ahead and remain seated for this. Psalm 103, uh, verses 1 and 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. And uh, let's pray one more time uh, together. Lord, thank you for the privilege of gathering together tonight on this Memorial Day weekend to, yeah, remember what sacrifice men and women have made in the past, but also, uh, Lord, a, a good a reminder to uh, not forget who you are as well. And Lord, I pray that you would um, bless our time together in your word, and I pray that it would be a blessing and an encouragement, and that you'd be pleased with it, and that, Lord, we would uh, be doers of the word as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, sometimes, uh, well, many times as we grow older, we can start to lose some things. Now, maybe not you, uh, but... Uh, me, it's been true. Uh, we can start to lose some things such as, um, well, our hair. Um, in case you haven't noticed, I have uh, been losing my hair for some time, and um, but that's okay. Um, that's okay. It doesn't take me too long to do my hair. Only about 45 minutes is all it takes to get this thing looking this good. So, uh, but we lose our hair, we lose our hearing, uh, our eyesight starts to go, and a big one, we begin to lose our memory, and another one, we begin to lose our memory. Okay, thank you, some people got it. Um, well, there was an elderly couple that was beginning to forget little things around the house. They were afraid that this could be dangerous, as one of them may forget to turn off the stove and maybe cause a fire. So they decided to go see their physician to get some help. Their physician told them that many people their age find it useful to write themselves little notes as reminders. The couple thought this sounded wonderful and left, left the doctor's office very pleased with the advice they received. When they got home, the wife said, well, dear, will you please go to the kitchen and get me a dish of ice cream? And uh, you probably should go ahead and write that down so you won't forget, eh? Nonsense, said the husband. I can remember a dish of ice cream. Well, the wife said, I I'd also like some strawberries on it. You better write that down because I just think you might forget that. Don't be silly, replied the husband. A dish of ice cream and some strawberries. Like, I I'm not going to forget that. I can remember that. Okay, dear, but I'd also like you to put some whipped cream on top. Now, now you really better write it down, said the wife. Come on now, my memory's not all that bad, said the husband. No problem. A dish of ice cream with strawberries and whipped cream. I got it. And with that, the husband shut the kitchen door behind him. He emerged from the kitchen about 15 minutes later with a plate of bacon and eggs. The wife took one look at the plate, glanced up at her husband and said, I knew you wouldn't get it right. Now where's the toast? Because she even forgot what she ordered. Then there was the story of a city dweller who was visiting relatives on a farm and the farmer gave a whistle and his dog herded the cattle into the corral and 
then latched the gate with her paw. And the city dweller said, wow, that is some dog. What's her name? The farmer was a little bit forgetful, and he thought for a moment and said, you know, um, I don't, I don't, uh, what, what do you call that red flower that smells really good and has thorns on the stem? And the man said, a rose? That's it. And the farmer turned to his wife, hey, Rose, what do we call this dog again? <laughs> See, he even forgot his wife's name. Now, this is Memorial Day weekend, and this holiday weekend is set aside, of course, to remind us not to forget to remember those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom, to remember to call to memory those who sacrificed so much so that we could be here tonight in freedom. In the Bible, we see the word remember uh, many, many times over and over again, and the, the main emphasis is for us to remember God himself. In my Sunday school class, we're going through the book of Judges, and it's sad how many times in the history of Israel and how many times they forgot God and all that God had done in their lives and how that God had delivered them over and over and over again. Um, so on this Memorial Day weekend, I want to encourage all of us to not forget to remember God. Now, what specifically should we not forget to remember about God? Well, very quickly this afternoon, I want to look at five aspects of God that we are called to remember. First of all, we're, we, we don't want to forget to remember God's person, God's person. In uh, Psalm 42, in verse number 6, the psalmist says, O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from that land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. So the psalmist said, hey, uh, things are not going well, but I want to remember you. I want to remember who you are. Psalm 63, in verse number 6, is another reference the psalmist says, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. It's good for us to take some time and focus and remember who God is. Remember that God is good. Even when he allows trials and tribulations in your life, he's still good in those moments. He doesn't cease to be good when things are difficult for you. He's still good. Remember that he loves you and that he is love. That's his nature. Remember that he is the thrice holy God and that he is totally pure and totally righteous. Remember that he is omnipresent. He's everywhere all at the same time. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He has all wisdom. He is sovereign and in total control of all that's going on in this world. He's, control, he's in control of the, fact of the weather even now. Uh, he's in control of all of it. He also does all things well. He is full of mercy and grace. He's full of compassion, and he is completely gracious. One good exercise to do from time to time in your own uh, personal devotional time is go through the alphabet and list different things that God is. Uh, you start with the letter A. God is almighty. And what else? What, 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 what other word starts with A that describes God? 
amazing, awesome. What about the letter B? We won't do the whole alphabet, but just to get us kind of rolling and get the pump primed for you to maybe do it on your own. Letter B. He is what? Beautiful. He's also big, bigger than anything that you will ever face in this life. What else? He is a blessing and he is the blesser. And he blesses us on a daily, benefit, uh, daily basis, and, and he daily loadeth us with bless, benefits. That's what I was uh, about to uh, say there. What about C? He's compassionate. He's caring. And, and you can keep going through the rest of the 26 uh, letters. Uh, when you get to Q, it's a little bit more difficult. But look, he is... Holy, he is just, he is king, he is Lord, he is uh, mighty, he is uh, noble, and, 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 and on it goes. We could keep going with it tonight. But it's good for us to remember and not to forget to remember God's person. And when we can't sleep, what a, what's a good thing for us to meditate and think about and remember his person? When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, it's a good idea for us to remember his person. Secondly, we're instructed in the scriptures to not forget to remember God's precepts. God's precepts. And, and when, I, when I talk about precepts, I'm talking about his word, the scriptures, the Bible. We're called to remember the word of God in our life. Psalm 119, verse number 52 the psalmist wrote, I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. When we need comfort, do we just look to someone else or do we remember the scriptures and let them comfort us? The psalmist said, I remembered your word, O Lord, and have comforted myself. We need to remember God's precepts. John 2 in verse number 17, after Jesus uh, cleansed the temple and, 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 and flipped over the money changers' tables and all of that, his disciples, John 2, 17 says, remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. They remembered the scriptures. They remembered the precepts of God. Jude 17, verse 17 says, but, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're called to remember the words of the Lord. Remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles. Malachi 4, 4, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant. Matthew 26, 75, Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. But Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. Now, this is the word which God has spoken unto us. And we, we need to have it in our hearts. We need to put it in our life so that we can remember it. We can call it to memory. Paul said in Acts chapter 20, he says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. So we need to remember the scriptures. Uh, when we were in Montana, I received, a, uh, I received a gift card from one of the young men in the church. Um, the reason I received this is because I did not have a hunting 
uh, rifle in my possession. And so he uh, gave me this gift card, which was sizable, uh, a very sizable gift. And he said, this is for you to go buy a hunting rifle. So I went to uh, what is equivalent to a Bass Pro Shop. There it was called Sportsman's Warehouse. And uh, it had all the stuffed, an stuffed animals everywhere. <laughs> and it sounds so cute, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, but we, I went there and I, and I purchased a seven millimeter Magnum hunting rifle. Well, I had that rifle for quite a while and I hadn't ever shot it, I hadn't ever um, sighted it in and, and uh, it was time to do that. So I had another friend, the, one of the other church members in the, in, in the church, um, invited me over to his property where he has the ability to shoot from his, um, from his porch. And so he said, yeah, come over and we'll, we'll, we'll sight that in for you and we'll uh, get that thing shooting well. And I said, that sounds good to me. And uh, we had not ever been over to his property. And so we decided that would be a great thing to do. And he said, now, what, what, what kind of gun do you have? And I said, oh, a seven millimeter Magnum rifle. He's like, no worries. I've got some uh, seven millimeter uh, ammo lying around that you can use. And we'll sight that in. So you don't need to go buy any. I'm like, well, the thing is, is, you know, I probably should have some if I'm ever going to use it. So that morning before we went over to their house, I, we stopped at uh, Wally World, uh, Walmart, and got some uh, 7mm Magnum rifle cartridges. And I was like, ooh, this is kind of expensive. I'm only going to get one box. We're not going to do a ton of shooting this particular ammo because this is spendy. But I, I, I bought some so that I could have it for when we actually go shooting and uh, hunting. So... Um, we got there, we got to his place, and um, he's like, all right, let me see the gun. And he got his, he got his ammo that was lying around, and he, he, put, he put a cartridge in, and, and he is a bold action. So he got that and, you know, got it all in there and put it up to his, you know, shoulder and, 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 and kind of got, got it all lined up. I'm not trying to aim at anyone in particular here tonight, okay? Um, but uh, anyway, he got it all lined up. I should do that maybe. Um, and, and, you know, we're all kind of like bracing for the impact because I had never heard this gun go off. I figured it was going to be a loud bang and uh, it was going to be a, a pretty big thing. So he, he gets it all, you know, lined up and sighted in and, and, and pulls the trigger. And we're all kind of like, what's going to happen now? I thought it was supposed to go boom when you do that. It wasn't happening. He, he gets it all lined up again, pulls the trigger, and nothing. We're like, what's going on? He does it like I think a third time, and, and then he, he pulls out the, the cartridge, and he looks at it, and he's like, oh, actually, this is, this is the wrong cartridge. This is the wrong ammo. I said, well, I have mine that I just got today. Uh, I, we can use that. So we, we got that out and put one in, and he did the same thing, got it all loaded in and, and pushed the safety off and got it all lined up and sighted in and pulled the trigger. And this time there was a big boom. <laughs> and he went boom, boom. This thing had some serious kick, and then I got to try it, 
And I'm like, wow, this is a serious rifle. This thing can put down an ox. I mean, this thing can put down a big animal. Now, here's the point of me sharing all of that. Um, the, the, the big difference is um, I didn't, we didn't have the right ammunition in the first, in, in, in the first time of trying, the first attempt of trying to shoot this gun. Now, when it comes to defeating addiction and temptation, we can't use just sheer willpower or mask our problems with busyness. See, that's the wrong ammunition. It's not going to work. We need to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we're called to take unto us the whole armor of God. They may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And as Paul goes through the armor, the only weapon he mentions is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So when we face the temptations that we learned about a little bit this morning, what are we going to use to defend ourselves? Well, we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And if we're not using that ammunition, we're using the wrong ammunition. So what's the best way to overcome temptation? The answer is the same way that Jesus overcame the temptation in the wilderness with Scripture. He loaded his spiritual rifle with the right ammunition, which was the Scripture, uh, the, the Word of God. And each time Satan presented a temptation, Jesus responded with the three words, It is written. And then he proceeded to quote a verse from the Old Testament. So he, he put in the right ammunition each time he faced temptation. So if it was good enough for Jesus Christ, it's good enough for us, isn't it? And since this is a spiritual battle, we better make sure we're using the right ammunition. And tonight, the right ammunition is the Scripture, and that's why it's important for us to not forget to remember God's precepts, but to hide them in our heart that we might not sin against God. So find Scripture that deals with your area of weakness. Memorize them. Hide them in your heart so when those temptations arise in your life, you'll be armed with the right uh, ammunition. Now, this sounds like work to take time to memorize the Scriptures. It does take effort, but it is work that is worthwhile. We memorize all kinds of weird things. I still remember my home phone number from when I was like 10 years old. Why is that still in here? I don't know. It has no value now. We memorize all kinds of weird things in our lives. Let's make sure that we fill our minds with this book here. Again, Jesus did. And if Jesus did, and it was important for him to have that when he faced temptation, how much more important is it for us to have the right ammunition in our life? So don't forget to remember God's person. Don't forget to remember God's precepts. Thirdly, don't forget to remember God's power. The psalmist in Psalm 20 in verse number 7. In fact, why don't you just turn over there real quickly, Psalm 20. Psalm 20. I'm really glad we didn't have an outdoor service, aren't you? The thought crossed our mind when we were planning this. 
but I'm glad we crossed it out of our mind. Psalm 20 and verse number 6. Now know that, no, sorry, now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. And then verse 7 is key here. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we, we're going to remember the name of the Lord our God. Those who trust in chariots, verse number 8, they are brought down and fallen. But we, because we remembered the name of, our Lord, of the Lord our God, we are risen and we stand upright. So don't forget to remember God's power. Uh, when we start looking at the things of this earth as more important than God, um, we start thinking, well, I got to rely upon my, my talent and my experience and all those things. I'm not saying that those are bad and wrong, but we start relying and depending upon them. It's like putting our trust in chariots and horses. But I want to encourage all of us to remember God and his power, that that's beyond anything that this world can offer. And it is important for us to remember that God has all power. And one thing I didn't mention when we talked about God's person is that he is omnipotent, which means he has all power. Genesis 17, 1 says, When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. He reminds Abram that he has all power and that he has all might. Genesis 18, 13, the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And the answer, of course, is nothing is too hard for the Lord. He is able to do all things. Now, how powerful is God really? Well, can I remind us this afternoon that he was so powerful that he created the heaven and the earth and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He simply spoke and they came to be. I mean, you say, well, yeah, but the thing is, I, I have the clapper at, at my house and I can just do this and it comes on. I even can do one better. I can say, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, turn on the light. And guess what? It turns on. Yeah, I know. And my iPad is going, sir, I couldn't find that in your home, actually, right now. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said those magic words. Listen, God was able to do that without any technology. God was able to do that with just his spoken word. Out of nothing, he was able to form all that we see. Psalm 33 and verse 6 again, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He also was so powerful that he parted the Red Sea. He was so part of powerful that he was able to perform all the different miracles in the Old Testament that we read about. And he was able to bring fire down uh, on Mount Carmel when Elijah called down that fire. And, and he God was able to do that. God was able to do so many things in the Word of God. It's amazing. There, I believe it's 160 um, six different miracles that are recorded in the Word of God. 
At least that's one list that I found and one number that I found in my research, 166 different miracles. Amazing. From creation to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the appearance of Jesus to all the different um, apostles and the 500 brethren at once. And that's all that are recorded. But, but listen, John says at the end of his book, John chapter 21, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 25, it says, There are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. That's what he says. So God's powerful. The reason I bring this up is because, look, all of us are going to face difficulties and challenges and obstacles in our life and problems. And I just want to encourage us uh, this afternoon to remember, don't forget to remember God's power, that it is beyond the problems that you face. Look, when David faced Goliath, who was much, much, much bigger than he was, David wasn't focused on how big the giant was. He was focused on how big his God was. So in your life, don't look at how large your problems are. Remember the greatness of God's power. Can I remind you uh, tonight that he is able? He's able. I know my Lord's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. Why? Because he healed the brokenhearted. He set the captive free. He made the lame to walk again. And he caused the blind to see. So look, he's able. He's able. I know he's able. I know my Lord is able to carry you through as well. So trust him. Trust his power. Don't forget to remember God's power. Fourthly, don't forget to remember God's provision in your life. Psalm 77 in verse number 11 Psalmist said, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. These are the works that God had, had done in, in, in the life of, of Israel and also in the individual life as well. Psalm 111, verse 4, He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. It's good for us to take inventory from time to time. I didn't really love inventory time when I worked at Staples. When I worked at AT&T, it was like inventory time. Yay. We get to scan all the products in the whole store and then get nailed for not having the right number matching up with what our computer system says we should have. And uh, that was always not a very fun thing. But listen, when we count our blessings and we take inventory of the things that God has done in our life, it is such a healthy exercise for us. We're to count our blessings and name them one by one. And when we do, it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Too often we get so focused on counting the blisters rather than blessings. And because the, the blisters are the ones that are calling our attention. And the blessings we end up taking for granted. <coughs> I remember when uh, Seth was, uh, was quite young. He was probably, I don't know, two or three years old. He was just learning how to pray. We were praying before each meal. And, and uh, he, was <coughs> he was really cute in this way. But 
You know, when you when you pray for food, when it's there, sitting there hot, you kind of want the prayer to move along and end so that we can eat the hot food while it's still hot. But what Seth would do is <clears throat> he would pray with his eyes open. And he would kind of do this, and he would start with his eyes closed, and then he would start opening his eyes, and he's like, Dear Lord. And he started looking around. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the fork. Thank you for the napkins. For my mommy, my daddy. And you look into the living room, and you'd see uh, one of the toy soccer balls. Thank you for the soccer balls. Thank you for the carpet. Thank you. And I'm like, come on. Hurry this thing along. I'm hungry. I want to eat. Our food is getting cold. But he'd just go, and thank you. And I'm like, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs> let's, get, let's wrap this up. But, you know, I, I thought about that, and I've shared this with our church family before, but I thought, what if we went through a whole day where that was our spirit in prayer? Where, as I, we come into church, everybody we see, Lord, thank you for even Brother Randy. <laughs> thank you for Mrs. Nutt. <laughs> thank you especially for Mrs. Nutt, who has to live with Brother Randy. No. But seriously, thank you for the Nuts. Thank you for the McCornacks and the Parkers and the Barrents and the Wisers and just everybody in the church. Every, everything. Thank you for this. Lord, thank you for this pulpit. This is a beautiful pulpit that Brother Gubier made a few years ago, and it's been a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you that I get to be here, and I have the health to be here, and just having that mentality where you go through the day and you really are thankful for everything that you see and realize that you have, boy, that, that would be a good thing for us to do, wouldn't it? To have that as an exercise. So don't forget to remember all that God has done in the past and in, in your life. There's a poem that says, Forgive me when I whine. And it goes like this, Today upon a bus I saw a lovely maid with golden hair. I envied her, she seemed so happy. And oh, I wish I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and wore a crutch. But as she passed, a smile. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two feet, the world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets, the lad who served, who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. He turned and said, oh, thank you, sir. And I saw that he was blind. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two eyes. The world is mine. Then when walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seemed he knew, he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment, then I said, Why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word, and then I knew he could not hear. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears. The world is mine. 
With feet to take me where I'd go, with eyes to see the sunsets glow, with ears to hear what I should know, I'm blessed indeed, the world is mine. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. Look, we really don't have anything to whine about. Even if you are missing some of the things that were mentioned in that poem, still, as a believer, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. We, we have been blessed beyond measure as Christians. And to God be the glory for that. So we really have no reason to complain. So that's why it's good for us to not forget to remember God's provision. Then fifthly, and lastly today, don't forget to remember God's passion. God's passion. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 3 says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Look, after his passion, that's a reference to what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. After he gave his life and sacrificed everything and paid the ultimate price for our spiritual freedom. Don't forget to remember what God did. And Memorial Day is all about us remembering the sacrifice of men and women who died to provide and protect our physical freedom. But it's also a good opportunity for us to remember what Jesus did to provide our spiritual freedom, to deliver us from the spiritual bondage of our sin. When you read the word passion here, <clears throat> his passion was... Fulfilling the will of his father, but it also had to do with uh, saving you and allowing you to be part of his family. He wanted you to be part of his family. Wow. None of us deserve that. But he loved you enough to want you to be part of his family. He loves you and cares about you so much so that he gave his life on the cross of Calvary for you church was given two ordinances. One was baptism. We observed that last, last Sunday evening, and what a blessing that was to see five uh, people follow the Lord in believer's baptism, and that was one of, a one of the highlight days of the year for me so far, and I, I was so pleased and blessed with, with that. <coughs> the, other, the other ordinance is communion, the Lord's Supper. And what that is supposed to do, it's meant to help us to remember the sacrifice that he made on the cross. Remember, we were called to this do in remembrance of me. So it's supposed to help us as a reminder uh, to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross, that, uh, he, um, that, that he gave his body to be broken and that his blood was shed on our behalf. Sometimes we sing the song here at Cornerstone Baptist Church, Lead Me to Calvary, and the lyrics of the chorus are, are this, Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. It's good for us to be in our minds led back to Calvary so that we don't forget what Jesus endured for us, so that we don't forget his sacrifice, so that we don't forget to thank him for his great passion. So on this Memorial Day weekend, let's all decide that we're not going to forget to remember. Yes, the sacrifice of the many men and women who gave their lives for our freedom. And I am thankful for that. And I don't want this message to be a minimiz minimization of that. But I do want to also 
remind us to remember God as well. And to not forget to remember who he is and what he has done and what he has given to us in his word, to remember the precepts of God, to remember his provision in our life, to remember his power. When we're faced with difficulty, when we're faced with a giant like David was faced with, are we going to look and say, whoa, that's overwhelming, a huge giant that we can't beat on our own. David couldn't beat him on, by, by himself. But with the power of God, he could. And that's what he depended upon. And that's what we need to depend upon when we face giants in our lives. And then we ought not to forget to remember God's passion for us. Again, I've mentioned a pastor friend of mine <clears throat> who said that it's a sin to not thank Jesus or not, not thank God for Jesus dying on the cross every day. I don't know that I'd go that far, but I, I, I think it's important for us on a very regular basis to thank God for his sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. We shouldn't let too many days go by where we're not saying, Lord, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins, and thank you for that sacrifice. I think it's good for us to remember God's passion. So while we may lose our memory in some ways, let's strive not to forget these five aspects of God, his person, his precepts, his power, his provision, and his passion. And let's pray together. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for um, all the uh, things we talked about tonight, the, these five aspects of, of you. Lord, we are grateful for each one of those aspects. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to, on this Memorial Day weekend, decide that we're going to choose not to forget to remember these things.